The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. G'day everyone and welcome to the next episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print, the podcast for the Australia and New Zealand print industry from The Print Files, where we dig deep into the big issues impacting the industry each month. I'm Wayne Robinson, editor of the Print 21 Media Hub. And I'm Lindy Hewson, publisher of Print 21 and of PK and Packaging News. Wayne, well, here we are, still in lockdown, but the show must go on. And August has certainly seen no shortage of big news. And we know COVID continues to dominate the headlines. How has the virus been impacting on the local print industries? Well, Lindy, it's impacting in a major way. Um, Having said that, Australian printers can still print uh, in every state in the country. Wherever there's been a lockdown, printers are able to print under the banner of supplying essential services. Uh, There's five caveats to printing uh, that are all available on the Print21 website. You must have a COVID-safe plan. You must have QR check-in. Staff must wear masks at all time. Must be 1.5 metres apart, one person per every four square metres maximum. But the economy is starting to take a hit, obviously, with no sporting events, no conferences, retail largely closed and closing even more now. Bunnings, of course, famously is now closed. Clubs Australia, the uh, RSL clubs, the services clubs, the beach clubs, uh, they've just been uh, given the right to not send out notices by post. This is an example of print that in under the guise of COVID. So they claimed under COVID, it's too hard to do. They want to send out notices electronically. And the Treasury has agreed to that. And that means that 6,500 clubs are no longer now ordering print notices for their AGMs, for other meetings that they've gone on previously. It's a legal requirement sent out by post. Clubs, as we know, have a, a disproportionate number of elderly people in them, uh, but they will not be able to get their notices by post anymore. They get it by digital, even if they haven't asked for it. If they've got no digital, they will receive a postcard telling them what link to collect their notice from online. So it's a blow, no doubt about it. Six and a half thousand jobs gone. That's a big blow. The economy is struggling in parts. Printers I've talked to this week, many of them said, well, works is, is getting definitely getting light on. Um, so yeah, the, in overall terms, printers can still print, but work is uh, slowing down as the lockdown continues. So a bit of a mixed bag there. Um, but what about print businesses specifically in the 12 LGA areas of concern in West and Southwest Sydney? Uh, yeah, well, they are still printing, um, but that uh, area, West Sydney, Southwest area, Sydney, uh, it's a really big area for print. Uh, the biggest printers in the country are located there, as, along with many other print businesses as well. Restrictions are tightening. 80% of the cases that are currently in New South Wales, which, as we know, are escalating every day, 80% of them, despite all the lockdowns, are still occurring in those areas. Print businesses or the staff at print businesses now need permits Uh, to be able to travel. If you live in one of the 12 LGAs, you want to go to work, you've got to have a permit from New South Wales declaring you're an authorised worker. You can't work from home. Uh, If you live outside one of those LGAs, but go to work in a print business in one of the LGAs, and as I've said, many print businesses are there, you also need an authorised permit to work. And if you live in one of those LGAs and you go to a print plant in another one of those LGAs, the only way you can do that is with a permit and You have to either have rapid antigen testing at that site or you have to have proof that you've had at least one dose of the vaccine. Um, So it's uh, in that area, it's getting difficult um, and and it's the fines are big. Uh, Police have said the days of warnings are over. Um, So print business owners really need to get on top of it in in, um, 
Victoria. Uh, permits, you get your permit from the Department of Justice. And permits there have been around for a while longer. Uh, but you also need a, a photo ID in Victoria as well. Uh, it's uh, more stringent. And again, the fines there, I think, are even bigger than the fines in Sydney. And that applies to the whole of Melbourne, uh, not just the 12 LGAs. So print businesses are working hard at staying alive, to uh, staying in production. And it is possible to do. And most of them are doing it. Yeah, and it's quite onerous on them to keep on top, as you said, keeping on top of all the changing restrictions. It seems to be a bit of a moving feast. It is. Now, across the ditch in New Zealand, um, we've got level four lockdown going on there. What does that mean for the local print industry there? Well, it's uh, it, they're in a tough, tougher situation than Australia, that's for sure. Level four lockdown means basically the whole economy is closed down. All print businesses you can't, are closed, with the exception of uh, print businesses that are printing for essential services. So, for instance, obviously printing labels for foodstuffs, uh, that kind of thing, uh, health products. You can do that. You can print COVID-related products, you know, floor graphics, they stand 1.5 meters apart, that kind of thing. Uh, some news media, some magazines and some uh, newspapers are allowed to print, particularly ethnic language newspapers. Uh, there are issues with distribution. Children, no one under 18 can distribute anymore. Uh, so that means where paper boys and paper girls would deliver, you, they can't do that. So distribution has to be, they're basically dumping piles of newspapers in service stations and what have you. So a really tough situation there. However, Fred Saw, uh, president of New Zealand, uh, Print NZ, and CEO of Saw Print, one of the bigger commercial printers there, told Print21 that the industry is actually better prepared for lockdown this time around. Uh, he said no one knew what was going to happen last time, didn't know it was going to be so strong. But now he said they know the drill. And he said most print businesses will have included some pandemic clause in their contract. Um, print businesses over there can now, because the lockdown has been going on for more than seven days, the wage subsidy scheme triggers in 600 bucks for a full-time employee, 359 for part-time, and there is support payments uh, through the tax department as well. Uh, all claimable and all on the uh, Print NZ website. Uh, go for those. So yeah, print in New Zealand, a tougher situation than uh, in Australia for sure. Well, I'm glad you've got our hotline into Fred Saw. Um, and I believe his appointment was quite recent as well as the president of Print New Zealand. That's right. He's just taken over, yes. Now, we are going to hopefully begin to see some light at the end of the tunnel as we, we're watching the numbers go up of case uh, incidences, but we are seeing also the vaccination uptake increasing. And in the last few weeks, um, we've been talking more and more about the magic number, the 80% when life might return to some kind of normal. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in workplaces because I think there are going to be major issues with vaccination status. Businesses are not going to want unvaccinated people coming to work and possibly causing the business to close for a deep clean, for instance. And then you've got the vaccinated who aren't going to want to work alongside the unvaccinated. And then there are the anti-vaxxers who are likely to claim discrimination if they are asked to work from home, if um, if they can, um, or else perhaps refuse employment if they cannot. So it's um, it's a minefield and probably one of the biggest industrial relations issues of the year. What what has Print21 been reporting? Yeah, well, Lindy, all that you say is correct there. And it is a potential nightmare for employers. Uh, and employer groups have been pleading with the government to step in, but the government has uh, washed its hands of it effectively. The Fair Work Commission has now stepped in after initially not wanting anything to do with it. They've issued a four-tier guidance um, and they said they will support businesses in the top one or two tiers who say no jab, no work. In other words, mandatory vaccination. Uh, but those businesses or operations 
uh, are uh, areas such as obviously healthcare, aged care, disability care. Uh, if organisations there mandate staff to have vaccinated, Fair Work Commission say they will they will support that. But for the print business, uh, and others manufacturing, uh, print print is in the bottom one of those top four of those four tiers, and the Fair Work Commission won't support. Oh, as it stands at the moment, they will, they won't support a business that says no work, no job. So that then means it's if a person who won't get vaccinated for whatever reason uh, and is then refused entry into the workplace because, as you said there, the business owner may not want them in because they might they're dealing with the issue of possible closure if the deep cleaning is required. Um, if that person that that issue may then end up in the courts uh, and whether whether it goes to courts as a one-off and then a ruling comes from that which anyone abides to or whether every single case goes to the courts, we don't know yet. That remains to be seen. Uh, food packaging business, SPC, uh, was the first company in Australia out of the blocks to say no work, no job. Uh, the unions are kind of on board. They were upset. They felt they weren't, they weren't uh, communicated to as part of the process. But effectively, they are, they are supporting it. But they're, obviously, SPC has had some pushback. Uh, Qantas then came on board, the 22,000 staff. Alan Joyce saying, if you're not vaccinated, aviation isn't for you. And that's kind of a standable because it's a, it's a, a lot of it is public-facing role. In the printing industry, a company called Complete Displays, which is a sign display operation in Brunswick, Melbourne, uh, they've just actually been on national TV, on the Today Show, the biggest TV show, biggest breakfast TV show in Australia. Um, the only there, Bernie Casey, is talking to Carl Stefanovic. He's instigated a policy, Bernie, Bernie Casey, at his business of uh, no jab, no entry. So he said all his staff are on board with the with the no jab, no work. So they're all being vaccinated. But he said anyone that comes to the factory, if they haven't can't show they've been vaccinated, they're not allowed in. He said he'll, he's not against customers. He'll talk to them, obviously work with them, but it'll be outside the front on the front yard of the business. They won't be allowed in. Uh, Carl Stefanovic, well, he was very impressed. You know, he called Bernie a legend. Said you're articulating what small business owners, the backbone of the country. Wanting because Bernie was obviously he's he's been in lockdown for more than two hundred days in Melbourne operation. He said we've got to have a circuit breaker; it can't go on. So whether I mean in Bernie Casey's situation, complete displays. No one in this, no staff member there is going to be against it and is going to say I want to come in. So he doesn't have to deal with it. And in many cases, most working people will see the sense in that. Uh, but there's bound to be cases where someone says, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to be vaccinated. I don't want to lose my job. And so then it's going to get pretty tricky. It will, in some cases, end up in the courts, but I'm going to keep a positive mindset about this and think that, uh, for the most part, people are going to do the right thing that's in the greater good, um, in the interests of the greater good. Now, taking more of a turn back to other news, it is results season, of course, with the listed companies reporting their figures. What have we seen in the print sector? Uh, well, absolutely right. This is the second big story of the month. Um, there are two, obviously, two big listed print companies, Ive and Ovato, and then uh, other ones in re- related areas. Ovato yet to declare. Uh, Ive's results came out. Uh, Ive performed better than I expected uh, in a, in a head of guidance in the financial year. $100 million EBITDA, revenue $656 million, and it's anticipating strong growth next year. Is net profit after tax was thirty million. EBITDA was up by three percent. Net profit after tax up by seven and a half percent. And revenues were three three percent lower. That was because of uh, companies recalibrating their marketing spend as the year went along. And and that was despite the fact that uh, I've gained fifty eight million dollars in new business. Uh, the likes of Bunnings, Officeworks, Colgate coming on board. Um, I've got one hundred and seven million dollars cash in hand. 
It reduced its debt by $60 million to $77 million. And it's got $30 to $40 million that Jeff Selig, Executive Chairman Jeff Selig said, is earmarked for growth opportunities. Uh, those growth opportunities will include ramping up its lasso, digital uh, catalog business, and interestingly, growing in the fiber-based packaging segment. I was speaking to Jeff Sully yesterday when the results came out, uh, and he told me they already do a little bit of packaging, but they see it as a potential growth area. He said he's not looking to take on Amcor or Visi, uh, but in the short and medium-run fiber sector, we feel we have a lot to offer. They already produce a little fiber-based packaging from Melbourne in both offset and wide format. Acquisition is going to be a, a, on the agenda this year. I was last acquisition was uh, Salma eighteen months ago, uh, so may, they may well buy a fiber-based packaging business, but they may also buy a, a bolt-on print business, or they may may also buy uh, a business in a related area, adjacent area such as such as data. Um, so overall, from uh, I've really a great result. You've got to say in the in the current climate for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That is those are good. Um, that is a good performance, certainly. It will be interesting, of course, my ears prick up at packaging, um, to see where the packaging business develops, the packaging side of their business. And of course, no one would be taking on the big giants, Amcor and Vizzy. And speaking of Amcor, their results were out. How were they? Well, in the words of CEO Ron Dillier, outstanding. <laughs> and uh, of course, some people would say he would say that, wouldn't he? Um, but nonetheless, profits are approaching a billion US dollars now. Revenue up 3.2%, EBITDA up by to, uh, by 6% to 2 billion US dollars. Net profit jumped by 53% to 930 US million dollars. All their AMCOR results are in US dollars these days because it's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Huge organization, huge operation. And Ron Delia too is on the acquisition trail. Although like Jeff Selig, he says it will, the company will be disciplined. They won't be paying over the odds. Um, they're particularly looking in uh, in Asia. Well, that's a, certainly a case of a, of a big company getting bigger, like, you know, the rich getting richer, because it's gathered so much momentum. They've got so many resources, um, so much innovation coming out of Amcor. It's, it's truly impressive. We know, Wayne, that the outdoor media sector was smashed during COVID. Who is the biggest player there? How did it perform? Yeah, you're right. Ooh Media, um, now the biggest player in the industry in Australia uh, and New Zealand. Um, it's saw recovery, 22% uh, up compared with the same, or 23% actually, compared with the same period last year. 22% was the outdoor media sector overall. Uh, but um, Ooh slightly in ahead of that. Of course, those figures were on the floor because uh, the first half last year, uh, particularly the second quarter, uh, the revenues plummeted as as uh, everyone stayed at home. So no one's going to spend money advertising in train stations to empty train stations. So good to see that uh, companies bouncing back. Uh, digital revenue is now at U Media is now fifty seven percent up by one percent last year, which means print has gone down by one percent to forty four percent. And it was only five years ago those figures were reversed. Uh, and print was uh, the majority. Now it's the minority, but still uh, a huge part of the industry. Uh, sales are up at Ube, uh, but to $251 million, a bit to more than trebled. The company made a net loss overall, $9 million, which was uh, two-thirds better than the net loss in the first half last year. Um, net profit after tax back into the black. Uh, billboards, in fact, its billboard segment is now back above pre-COVID 2019 the pre-COVID result in 2019, uh, but Fly, of course, the airports is uh, is on the floor and has gone down to just eight million dollars from from it this year. Uh, but pleasingly for who and for the rest of us, revenue for the 
Q3 that we're in at the moment, uh, that's pacing 38% higher than the corresponding period in 2020. And there's at three quarters of the period from last year already. So uh, things are looking in the right direction for uh, for OO. Uh, wide format is actually seeing a fair bit of investment right now. Omnigraphics, which is uh, owned by QMS, which is a, a rival to OO Media, uh, they've just uh, upgraded their new um, Fujifilm machine. Oh, new. It's actually uh, two years old, uh, so it's not that new. But they've uh, basically just uh, installed some new software, new mechanics, and doubled the output, 283 beds an hour. According to the CEO, Nathan Sable, it's been a bit of a wait due to COVID, uh, but it's worth it now. Southern Impact, which is uh, one of the biggest print businesses in the country, two years ago, it was traditionally an offset business. They also have a label business there, Unpack as well, and digital, of course. Two years ago, it uh, entered wide format. Rod Dawson, the CEO there, tells me it's gone really well. Uh, and in fact, it's now just bought a company called Peak Digital, uh, which is one of the independent wide format businesses in Melbourne, uh, owned by uh, Andrew Robertson. Peak Digital will continue to operate under its own brand. Andrew Robertson will stay on uh, with the business. All the staff will stay on. The location will stay on. Uh, and uh, they'll work collaboratively, collaborat- or began working collaboratively at the start of this month. Rod Dawson said, uh, the opportunity to add capabilities, diverse product offerings, and manufacturing expertise provides us everything required. So they are investing well, uh, Southern Impact going well, a multi-discipline business, and uh, great to see investment going on uh, in wide format. Well, events, of course, is a big market for wide format printing, but they essentially have stopped 18 months ago, events, and it doesn't look like they're going to be back anytime soon, Wayne. Yeah, that's right. Those companies that were in wide format and just printing for the events market, they've really uh, taken a big hit and plenty of printers are in that boat. We know in our own industry, uh, the Pikers, for instance, uh, they were supposed to have all taken place by now. In fact, only one of them uh, the Queensland one has been able to go ahead. And congratulations, by the way, to Colour Chiefs, Fastproof, Coon Corp and Sunprint. Uh, each of them, those businesses, taking out three goals. Of all the other pikers, uh, the National Print Awards and all of the print events have been postponed. And uh, it's really unlikely that any events will take place this year. Certainly not any national events uh, with some of the premiers keen to lock down borders when they can, it seems. Um, they're unlikely to, uh, unlikely to take place. The PICA staff and team have been re- working really hard to try and make something happen in possibility of a hybrid situation there. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just not happening yet. So another sector we should be looking at is offset printing. What's happening there? Yeah, well, Offset, Lindy, is a really interesting story. Obviously, most print in the country and the world is still printed by Offset, the heavy metal machines. Heidelberg, Manroll, and Koenig and Bauer, the big three German manufacturers, they're all having a really strong six months. Uh, Heidelberg's doubled its sales in the quarter to June. Uh, probably, you could argue, coming from a low base compared with last year. Manroland has uh, sold uh, the amount of presses, it says, a decade high. And Koenig and Bauer, too, is selling more presses than last year. Plate sales, offset plate sales at Kodak and Fujifilm are soaring. This is all overseas, of course, where the economies of the US, the UK, Europe, China are bouncing back and operating largely free of covid but hopefully it's a portent to what's going to happen here. Uh, in fact, Heidelberg Managing Director Savas Mistakidis told Print21 that the company sold 11 offset presses in the past year, which is great news. Mostly B1, a few, a few of the B2 machines, a couple of the new CX-104s as well. So that's good news. And we hope that, that the, the plate sales, the offset sales that's happening overseas, because Australia and, and those countries that I talk about, they're, they're kind of mirrors. We're all operating on the same dynamic. So hopefully that will, uh, that will continue. 
Yeah, hopefully. I uh, just want to clarify there when you said that they're free of COVID, you meant free of COVID restrictions. I meant so free of, course, of COVID restrictions. So, of course, we <laughs> of course know, we know. <laughs> Yeah, they've got thousands yeah. of cases, but because they're all vaccinated, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're free of the restrictions. Mm, and that, let's get our message in again. Everybody, go and get the jab. <laughs> yeah, can't argue um, with that. <laughs> so, we tend to look forward um, at news and, and anticipate things that are coming ahead of us. But this month, there's have been a couple of retrospective celebrations, um, I understand. Well, that's right, Lindy. As we know, print is a 500 or 550-year-old business, uh, stretching back to Gutenberg. And uh, in many ways, you know, it has largely, it's only recent years that it's changed significantly. The Penrith Print Museum, which is the biggest working print museum in the country, is celebrating 20 years in operation. It's basically kept going by a, a loyal band of vet- veteran print people, engineers, salespeople, uh, print people who work really hard. They've had some great donations of some fantastic equipment over the years. Um, so congratulations to the to the uh, Print Museum. 20 years is a great result. Um, a slightly more tricky story is the Bacon Factory, in, in po- probably named Bacon Factory, which is actually a letterpress education center. Letterpress effectively is a not a direct line back to Gutenberg, and uh, all print was printed letterpress until Litho came along 50 years ago, or 60 years ago as it is now. Um, this guy, uh, the guy there, Clint Harvey, he's been running this letterpress centre as a kind of art studio, as a craft centre, mainly as an education centre for designers and studios to teach them this is actually how print works, this is what can be done, this because le- this is how beautiful it can be, because letterpress, you know, is a particularly... Yeah, has that reputation within print. Unfortunately, he had a premises in what's become now a trendy area. It was a dingy industrial area when he moved in. Now it's trendy. The real estate wants the building back, so he's being kicked out. Um, and he's now having to. He's now thinking about putting in a mobile shipping container and being able to take it, taking it round to uh, various colleges there. So good luck to Clinton there. And finally, on the celebration, I mean, this is looking forward and looking back, Eckersley Print Group, which is uh, one of the big print companies in southeast Queensland there, um, started 1971. They're celebrating 50 years. Uh, so congratulations to the Eckersley family uh, who are still running that business. It's a great operation, modern outlook, modern equipment. So uh, yeah, a great celebration there. Yeah, that is, uh, it's fabulous when you reach these milestones. You yourself have been in print a very long time, Wayne. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'd like to estimate um, um, a milestone coming up soon, but we'll, we'll keep that to ourselves. So, <laughs> as we say every episode, it certainly has been a big month in print, Wayne. I think that's true as always. And, and Print21 is really pleased to be able to keep the owners and managers of print businesses of all types across Australia and New Zealand abreast of the latest developments in, on our various platforms. This podcast, of course, the Print21 magazine, uh, the video that comes out every week, the news bulletins twice a week. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And, uh, and I just want to, while we're on the podcast, thank the listeners and the audience because we get a lot of feedback. And uh, most of it's positive, uh, and, uh, but we welcome it all. And, uh, of course, keep that feedback coming. Yeah, Wayne, and you are certainly instrumental in getting most of that content out there. So I do want to say, give you a shout out here because um, you're very, you're highly respected and well recognized in the industry. So um, it's fantastic that you can do all of this for all these businesses. Uh, so that wraps up this episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print. Thanks for listening, everybody. As Wayne said, we certainly value your feedback. Mostly the good stuff. 
<laughs> Good, bad, and the ugly. We'll take it all. Um, and can I remind everyone, we've got six episodes of the Print Files Leading in Print series on the Print 21 News website. Uh, and Tom Eckersley, Eckersley Print Group, is one of those episodes. And it was a, it was a terrific piece from, from uh, Tom. Yes, certainly it was well worth a listen um, with insp- insight and inspiration for everyone that's leading in print. So go to print21.com.au if you're interested or listen on your favorite platform under the Print Files. Now it's time for me, Lindy Hewson, to say goodbye. And it's goodbye from this episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print from me, Wayne Robinson. We look forward to you joining us next time in The Print Files. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print 21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print 21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.